Hello and welcome to Meliorism episode 22. I hope that everyone is doing well, looking after each other, you know, just doing their thing and are happy and contented. And I am a little bit ill actually, I have a cold. So I'm trying to just push past it, but I know I have to like at least acknowledge it first and then I can move forwards. So I've been drinking lots of water. I've been eating nutritional foods and yeah, that's pretty much what I can do for now. So my voice might sound a little bit on the crusty side, but that's not because I had a wild night out or nothing. It's just because I have a cold and I took a test and it's just a cold. So we give thanks. So today's episode, I'm going to continue the theme of episode 21 in that I'm going to continue through the alphabet and I'm now at, uh, where am I? Oh yeah, I was at Q. So now I'm at R and R for me is respect. Respect is quite a big thing to me. Like it means a lot that the people I have around me are respectful of each other's time and each other's energy because time is energy really and emotional investment is a form of energy so it all kind of stems back to that one thing and not necessarily just in like friendships or family or romantic relationships it's all dynamics of communication so whether you're in a working capacity or something like that it also ties into respect and respecting each other regardless of your position you know, like your title, because I know that in some spaces, titles signify importance. And I think that we are all equal, you know, on a human level. But even in the working environment, I think we should speak to each other like equals. So that just plays into like the respect element. And I also think that respect is also paying that forwards to all people throughout life. So anyone that you come across, in any capacity like just to treat people with kindness and respect they are quite key fundamentals for me i also said rest yeah no one to take a rest no one to rest your body no one to take a break from work like, i think that's very important i think that society really encourages work and and obviously this is from a economical perspective to keep the economy alive and societal pressures I guess and yeah it's all very true but I think that we have to take ownership of our own mental and emotional and physical well-being so rest is really instrumental to that process and navigating life you have to be able to know when to step back and that's why holidays are so important like obviously for me I've been doing a lot of staycations because obviously we're in a pandemic but even when I do have you know those breaks I do try to just disconnect from my screen or from like anything work orientated I think it's very difficult to like disconnect from a screen unless you're on holiday like actual like beach holiday or away from your hometown I think when you're like at home and you're on a staycation like standing from blue screen is like quite difficult I was gonna say impossible but it's not impossible but it's quite difficult so obviously there's like laptops tablets phones TVs that's about the main ones but that's still four devices like so it's quite hard to 
steer away from that. But, you know, we do have control over these things and we're not defenseless against them. Like, we are in control. (laughs) We turn on the TVs and we look at our phones and we use our laptops. It's all in our control. Like, we don't have to do it. So, yeah, taking a step back and I'm really looking forward to having, like, a nature-based trip where I'm just, like, even if it's just hiking, going away in nature is important and I used to do so much more than I do now. So, I want to get back to that and that's also why I think rest is even an important for me to be cognizant of and try to uh, adopt more into my life so that's why r is up there sleep sleep is my s so i really like to sleep i think it's a a really beautiful thing (laughs) to do to one's body like we sleep for how many hours well on average like seven to eight hours for adults and i think it's like eight or nine for children let me just double check that fact (laughs) Most adults need between six and nine hours of sleep every night. So that's what the NHS website says. And children need around nine to 11 hours every day. So sleep is a very fundamental part of a human's existence. And I believe that winding down before sleep helps to improve the quality of the sleep that I do have. So in the past like I used to be like heavily on social media and whatnot and then be on my phone and then I'll be on whatsapp whatever and then I'll try to go sleep obviously I have looked into that now and if you go back to episode 19 about hormones and how our external world influences our hormonal chemistry you'll hear me talk about circadian rhythm and how blue light affects that balance and how it disrupts our sleep so I do try and stay away from any blue light from 10 p.m. And then after that, I will like read or meditate and then I will just go to sleep and I will usually sleep through the night. Whereas before, I thought I had insomnia because I was like, I can't sleep. Like I'm very wired and my mind is very active. I'm basically awake with my eyes closed. But now, because I do what I do, I'm just ready. I'm ready to go. Like, as soon as it gets to 11.30 or 11, I'm just sleeping. I go to sleep. I turn off my Himalayan salt lamp. You know, like, I'm sleeping within, I would say, five to ten minutes, which is crazy. Before, it used to be, like, an hour or two. So now it's, like, optimised, essentially. And I think it's because I've learned how to wind down before bed. So I would recommend that. And another thing that I have just started doing, I've got the Lumi alarm clock now. So the one that projects light half an hour before the alarm actually goes off. And let me tell you, it actually does work. It actually works. Like, I thought that it's not going to work for me because I'm quite a deep sleeper. And I set my snooze about six times before I actually get up. So now what I do is, obviously, I don't look at my phone from 10 and my alarm set on my phone. What I actually wanted to do was just use the Lumi. But because I've got a new phone, it also has the Google Assistant actions on there. It's quite interesting. So what you can do, yeah, set your alarm and then you can have the assistant say certain things in the morning. So like, if you have anything in your calendar, it will be like, good morning. These are the things that you have in your calendar for today. This is the weather today and this is the weather tomorrow. And then you can do other things like you can say, like read a poem. I did what I did it once, but it doesn't read the poem very well. Like, so I was like, nah. But what happens on this day in history, which I find quite interesting. So yeah, it depends on what they play. Cause sometimes it will be like on this day, 
this thing was invented. And I'd be like, wow, that's so interesting. Today, they played a podcast about Happy National Blueberry Pancake Day. And I was like, what? And then they were like, oh, we're going to tell you about National Blueberry Pancake Day. And I was like, what the hell's happening? I was like, I don't want to know about this and I don't know how to turn it off. So <laughs> that was my issue. I didn't know how to turn it off. Just, just turn it down. Um, so basically what I'm trying to say is Lumi goes off. So the light goes on half an hour before the alarm. Then Lumi goes off. And honestly, I don't even snooze at half the time. I'm basically awake. And that to me is crazy because usually, yeah, that's not, that's not a thing. So I can either change the colours, so go like all different colours and the room will just be like filled with like blues and greens and reds and oranges and yellows, whatever. And then about 10 minutes later, my phone goes off and then it does those actions and then I'm up. So I don't tend to snooze, I just turn the alarm off because basically I'm already awake. My whole waking up routine is so much better than it was and I'm just so happy and grateful like, I feel like refreshed from it like I wake up and I'm like oh my gosh I didn't snooze like several times and I really didn't think it was going to work for me and I'm pleasantly surprised so yeah big ups to Lumi alarm clock because it's doing bits out here and yeah it just helps me to have a better quality of sleep like I was saying generally sleep is very important to me and I just find it very nourishing I appreciate it and I sleep a lot like I would say that I probably sleep more than <laughs> more than your average bear but that's fine because obviously it's not gonna be like that forever and I think that like I'm just enjoying that space so yeah sleep is a big part of my life and it's part of everyone's life but I, I embrace it like I really do embrace sleep and I like it and I try not to do too much obviously I don't want to sleep my life away or anything like that like that's not what I'm saying here. I'm not endorsing it as in like, you should sleep all day. I'm saying that like, I enjoy sleeping and I embrace the experience of having a replenishing sleep and waking up with a renewed energy that I can go into the day with. So that's what I mean by that. And T, yeah, T I've put time and then in brackets I've put as a construct, which I know is very deep and trippy, but let me explain what I mean by that. So time, time is obviously real like obviously time is a real thing but the concept of the metrics that have been constructed have been created by man so like obviously minutes hours seconds like they're all created by human beings ergo the ages that we have and things like that they aren't necessarily like real if that makes sense like we basically obviously need a barometer like we need to understand age in relation to a human being's growth and development as well as understanding routines and schedules and it helps to regulate a lot of things obviously we would struggle greatly if we didn't have time as a construct to revert to so if we were to say oh it's nine till five we'd be like what's that so everyone would just do whatever they want and <laughs> it would be a mess like so i do understand that yeah we do need time but i just think that I think there's a lot of like shame around aging which i think is really unhealthy and it's something that we as a human race need to address and figure out because i don't understand what that's about honestly like i've never felt the desire to do that to somebody else to say something about their age and Essentially, it's a form of discrimination. So it's not nice to speak ill of someone because of something about them. So whether that be their age, their sexual orientation, their race, etc. Like it's not necessary. Like we don't need to do it. And 
I think we just need to be more respectful and kind to one another in that regard. But yeah, time is one of the things that I obviously think about a lot. And I think that in general, like utilizing what we have at the time that we've been given, like we need to make sure that we're making it count and that we are doing the things that fill us with joy and fulfill us in general. Because we don't have a clear view of all the time we have, you know, and I think that we do need to be cognizant of that and make sure that we are embracing it, like embrace time, like embrace the label of time, you know, what we have and what we've been given to measure against our existence is is time. So it's just about making sure that we acknowledge and celebrate that. So that's time. I also put, um, that's weird. I also put taste which doesn't really make any sense to me why did i put taste i put taste because i like to try different things so i've actually drum roll started eating meat again for various reasons i think like diet wise i think that it may benefit my body i think that i've been quite tired recently and i could potentially attribute that to my diet and like the pescatarian lifestyle even though i've been doing it for like five years i just wanted to see whether you know it was helping but i must say today i did like fall asleep at like three o'clock in the afternoon like 3 p.m but i think that's because i have a cold like i fell asleep like two hours plus i started work early so other external factors um when i had chicken for the first time my head was banging like i had such a headache and i don't know if it was just like in my mind like, I don't know if it's in my mind that I attributed the headache to the chicken because I definitely had a headache, but it, I was like, come on, babes, like, come on, like, be real. They, they can't be linked. Who knows, though? And then the second time, I was so tired. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so lethargic. This isn't what I was supposed to be getting out of this. I went to get more energy. And then I was like, oh, itis. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, itis is a thing. And I think it's very much linked to meat yeah so itis um for those that don't know who itis is it's basically described as that lethargic sleepy feeling an individual gets after eating a large meal oh okay i'm gonna keep reading it but what however the phrase originates from the word niggeritis which helps reinforce the stereotype that black americans are lazy what the hell is this that is mad this is from news.yahoo news.yahoo like in itself and it's basically about five everyday phrases that actually have racist origins. So yeah, okay, cool. There is a background to this. But yeah, that's not really very rude. It is associated with the black community though. Like most people who say is and are black just completely know what we're talking about straight away. But like other races might be like, what's that? So yeah, I think that's what happened that time that I was just like feeling my up. But yeah, it's, I'm getting used to it. Um, I still try and have like pescatarian days. I think like at first I was a bit overly zealous. Oh, no, it's not right. I was a bit overzealous. <laughs> I was a bit overzealous at first, and I was, like, doing too much. But now I think I'm all right. And does that cancel out everything that I said in to meet or not to meet? No, it doesn't. I still believe in that. And, you know, this is just me trying it out. I'm not saying it's going to be forever. But I do think that we shouldn't demonise meat eating either. It's just about being consciously aware, like anything. Everything that I say stems from essentially conscious awareness i should probably have found a definition for conscious awareness and called the podcast that that's basically what this whole thing is about and yeah 
I'm consciously eating meat now. I don't know how I went there, but... Okay. You. Unity. Unity and united, which is like one of the same, to be fair. So I think that we, in some spaces, have a tendency to segregate. So that could be based on your political affiliations or belief system or your race, your financial situation. So many reasons to be honest but I think that we do need more unity in the world like I feel that people just kind of like stick to their own little bubbles and especially from like a global perspective I feel like we could do so much more to like support poor countries and as a western world I don't think that we do I don't think that a lot of countries do and I feel like there are spaces where this does happen like with all countries but I think that we kind of owe it as a nation and as humans to help other nations that are struggling in their lives. So countries that are struggling with like famine and poverty and war, unemployment, you know, there's so many reasons and situations that people are experiencing that we don't necessarily see because we live in our own nation and are quite sheltered from it. But I think that if we did more, then you know, we'd really start to see a lot of change. And I think that we could balance out the resources and like wealth that we have. Like I feel like there's, there's a one percenters and stuff like that. And then there's also like, there's other people that have a lot of wealth and they don't really necessarily circulate that out. And obviously if you work half your money, I totally understand that. But I feel like when you have like billions and billions of pounds, it is quite hard for me to comprehend like how a one person could just like, keep that to themselves and just like not help other people so yeah unity is quite important and I feel like yeah it's not just necessarily like financial it's also like more to do with how we treat one another and how we show solidarity like within you know some of the things that other nations are experiencing so whether that is to visually show your support or speak for someone to utilize social media to go to rallies I definitely want to do that I have never done that before and I would like to be more active in that space and yeah I think that we all have a duty of care to like be kind to one another be united show united front and yeah it's really important to me I found like a lot of the the letters that I've said in this refer to like one of the same things so like obviously respect kindness unity they are things that I believe quite heavily in and I just want to speak on that. V, I've put a film that I really love actually because I was obsessed with V for Vendetta, which is a film with Natalie Portman and who is the other guy? I actually don't know. Let me check, hang on. And Hugo Weaving. You never see his face in this, but it is such a fantastic film. I actually might watch it tomorrow because it's such a great, or not tomorrow, but maybe Saturday. It's a dystopian political action film directed by James McTeague, James McTeague, McTeague, yeah, (laughs) James McTeague, from a screenplay by the Wachowskis, who I think did The Matrix, no, I'm trying to show it, yeah, they've done The Matrix, the Wachowskis, um, the film is set in an alternative future where a fascist, totalitarian, totalitarian, totalitarian regime has subjugated the united kingdom so they have like they have like um oh curfews and stuff like that and they have all this like brainwashing and stuff like that and 
V is just a very articulate man, really intelligent, well-spoken, and I just really like the character. And that's where all those masks come from as well. Like the masks that people wear, they stem from V for Vendetta. Okay. And I just think that is a really powerful movie and I really like it. So if you want to watch a film, that's great. Then watch V for Vendetta. I'm not being sponsored by this film. I mean, who gets sponsored by films? basically but yeah i was gonna say like it does remind me of 1984 you've ever read that book which is by george orwell and is very powerful as well very uh shocking i've actually read it twice because the first time it really like rooted in my mind i was like oh my gosh i've got to read this again and i read it the second time and it really didn't it really didn't like resonate in the same way and i was like oh this is disappointing i should have just left it to the first read and it was just at the beginning of the lockdown as well. I felt like I shouldn't have read it at that time. But yeah, I still really like it. I still think it's up there with one of my favourite books. But maybe these two films are kind of similar in nature. And that's kind of my, my thing. I don't know. I don't know. I never thought of it like that before. But Vendetta is good. And then, yeah, vocal. Just being vocal is something that I clearly am. Because I have a podcast. And I feel that... I like to speak on things and like to express myself. I want to do more of that. I feel like this platform has been very liberating for me to help me to express myself and talk about things that I found to be important. And hopefully this has helped other people as well. That was my main objective of like doing the podcast. It wasn't really just for me. It was for other people and some of the things that I've learned and read about and stuff and hope that would help other people as well. So yeah being vocal has really helped me and like I think just like seeing how far I've come I'm quite proud of myself because I used to be very quiet and introverted so being vocal now is definitely a strength and I want to do more of that like more public speaking and things like that which I haven't done so yeah that would be really good I've done a few things but nothing major and I think that that's like the next natural step for me then we have wonder I don't know why I've written wonder for w because I don't know what that means (laughs) I wonder what that means. <laughs> that was so bad. I'm so. It wasn't even that funny. I didn't. It was a fake laugh. I was not even really truly laughing. Um, w. No, I can do better. W. That's that's so dry. Wonder. Winning. Competitive. Yeah, winning. Okay, so winning in the gaming instance is important to me. Like, it's, I'm just talking about gaming because I'm not talking about, like, that hardcore competitiveness. I don't think I have that. But, like, when I'm playing games, I do, like, in that context. So if it's, like, something bigger than that, I'm, like, I'm chill. Mm, am I, though? No, nah, I'm not, actually. I'm not, like... I always want to win. I, I do always want to win. I do want to, like, play a game well. And, like, if it's, like, something that's multiple players, I want to be the first one to finish. <laughs> Which means winning, right? Um, or just to get the most or whatever it is. Whatever the objective is, I try and like get that, you know? And yeah, winning is not everything, actually. And I wish I could tell my body that when I don't win. But I'll be raging inside slightly. So yeah, winning. Um, also, what was I about to say? There was another thing. Winning, wishing. No, I'm joking. I don't know. Wonder, window wish winning wise i'm not wise i don't know i think winning is probably the only thing that i can think of but it's not the thing that defines me really it's just something that i'm that i've thought of 
in relation to me that does semi-fit, but I wouldn't say it's the most representative thing of me. Like, it's not the biggest facet of my being. It's just a part, like a small part of me. But yeah, W. And then we've got Y, which is yoga, most likely. Double check my notes, but I'm pretty sure I wrote yoga because... I was really in... Oh, actually, there is X, but I can't lie. I'm just going to skip it because what am I supposed to say? Let me see. With X, yeah, exactly. Where's the start with X? Okay, no, see, that's what I mean. I don't even know how I would incorporate that into this podcast. Like, I don't know what half these words mean. Yeah, no, I'm not going to use that word. Thanks. It's probably the worst word. Like, what the fuck? Xenoblast. I don't know what these words mean. Actually, I do know what that word. No, do I? No, you don't know, man. Nah, these are crazy words. Okay. Yeah, so moving on. Why? So yeah, I did put yoga. Yoga has always been quite a big part of my life. I would say like actually not of late, but in the last like 10 years, I would say that I definitely was like properly into yoga, probably in my earlier 20s, late 20s, early 30s, maybe not so much now. I'm not like, I'm not really in my mid-30s, but am I I don't know I probably am very closer to my mid-30s than I am to my early 30s so that's a fact fun fact and I do like what yoga does it's like moves energy around the body so when you have like that kind of stagnant energy and you're feeling a bit lethargic and you're not feeling your best self I found that sometimes when I'm feeling like that and I do yoga as soon as I start, like the first two, three minutes, I'm like, I'm so grateful that I started doing this because now I'm starting to feel better and I start to feel more relaxed. Even though yoga is not an easy thing to do and I think that that's a common misconception that some people who don't do yoga will see other people doing yoga and think, oh, they're just breathing and moving in different shapes. Like, no, it's a lot of strength work. It requires a lot of focus and when you finish you do feel good like it feels like you did a little mini workout and during the lockdown last year I did yoga I think it was every day for like a month and then I filmed a little bit of it and then I did a little video that I put together I don't know where that video has gone I did put it on social media at one point then I took it off obviously and then I don't know where it is but it was nice to see the progress you know and I wouldn't say that I'm massively flexible because I'm actually not and that annoys me a bit because I'm like I do all this yoga so I'll go on but it's fine whatever it's all good I love yoga but I haven't done it of late because um I don't know I've not been feeling as motivated by it and it goes back to what I said before the first few minutes as soon as I start I know I feel better so I do need to get back into it and yeah I think it's just meditation in movement it has similar focus areas like breathing like breath work making sure that you're deep breathing that you're in a good mental and emotional space, that you're moving slow, that you have relaxing music, like they're kind of similar concepts and they are interlinked. So I find yoga to be an extension of meditation essentially, or a level up from it. I and mean, some people are like super flexible and they do all the other stuff, but I like just the standard like Hatha yoga and then I also used to do Bikram yoga. I will still do hot yoga, like probably next year and stuff, but I feel like Bikram has been absolutely ruined for me because I watched the documentary about the guy who created Bikram and how horrible of a person he is and how 
disgusting he is and I just was like so put off and I was so disappointed and I was like damn it I used to do this and now I don't if you want to watch the documentary it's called yeah it's called Bikram and then it says yogi guru predator yeah so you can watch that and if you want to obviously don't I wouldn't I'm not recommending I'm just saying that if you do Bikram and you have never heard of this, I would definitely recommend that you do watch it because it's important. So that's that. But anyway, generally yoga is a very spiritual, healthy community. And even the mantra that said at the end, like Namaste, essentially just means, well, I don't know. I've always thought it meant the light in me honors the light in you, but apparently that's not what it means. Okay, according to NPR, Namaste literally means greetings to you. Uh, let me just find another one. This is yogajournal.org. No, it doesn't say org. Um, yogajournal.com. That's crazy that I didn't know that. I say it all the time. Oh, it's some. Okay. Okay, well, so ask most people in the yoga community to translate Namaste, and the common reply will be something like, The divine in me honors the divine in you. It's a lovely sentiment that has inspired many a yoga studio poster, but is it accurate? Namaste means bow, as means I, and T means you, says yoga teacher Adil Palk Hivala. Therefore, namaste literally means bow me you or I bow to you. The divine in you interpretation comes from the Hindu belief that God resides in everyone, so any person you greet deserves respect. The gesture is an acknowledgement of the soul in one by the soul in another. So that's kind of like what it means, and I'm surprised I didn't really know that, but hey, we live and we learn. That's all we can do, do you know what I mean? And Z is zest. And zest basically just means great enthusiasm and energy. And it also is the colored part of a citrus fruit, which is not what I'm referring to. I'm talking about the former. And I believe that it's important to have a zest for life and to have good energy. It's a outlook, essentially. It's a way to navigate the world. And I think from a perceptual perspective, it's really useful to have an upbeat energy. Because what you put out is what you get back, you know? And I feel like we as human beings have the power to be positive influences in other people's lives to be a light in the world and I think just having a zest for life really helps to encapsulate that so yeah that concludes my a to z of me it took me two episodes but I got there and that's the main point and I'm happy with that so on that note thank you so much for listening i'm still not on itunes i cannot lie like it's not funny at this point i just need to sort it out like i need to actually do it like and be serious but yeah i i will do it i will do it i will do it i'm telling myself i'm telling you all it's gonna happen and then that's that's gonna be me do you know what i mean being on itunes and that so yeah thank you so much for listening and i appreciate you all I thank you for your time. I thank you for investing in this podcast energetically and yeah, just spending time listening to me. I appreciate it. So thank you very much. Take care and I will speak to you next week. All right. Bye.